Welcome to the Invincible Innovation Show, the podcast for changemakers. Each week, I talk to the most fascinating entrepreneurs and innovation leaders about innovation, strategy, and design. Hi, everyone. What are the secrets to launching a successful corporate accelerator? That's the question we're going to discuss today. Welcome to Invincible Innovation Live. I'm Adima Zorkario, innovation and value creation expert, and I'll be your host. And today with me, I have Dave Reynolds. Very happy to see you, Dave. Good to be here, Adi. Thanks for having me. So Dave is Innovation Director at Nike, and we are live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook, and you're much invited to join the discussion and ask questions, and we'd be happy to talk to you. So let's start, Dave. What, are the, what is the crucial factor that holds corporates from really innovating? Um, actually, I think there's, uh, there's actually a whole lot of innovating going on in corporate. Uh, I think the factors that I believe that are things like refining, refining ideas, actually uh, pressure testing them uh, with consumers and getting them, uh, getting those winning products into the market. It's, it's, those are probably more limiting than actually the ID, ideation part of it. Uh, you know, I've always seen that uh, companies can, uh, you know, they've got so many ideas, so many uh, things that uh, they could go after. It's actually the execution side is probably the more difficult. Um, so commercializing them can be a challenge depending on uh, the makeup of the accelerator. So think about this. You may have a lot of um, idea generators in, in your accelerator, um, but uh, not a lot of people on the team may understand the operational side, uh, whether it be uh, logistics or supply chain, even on a small scale. You know, how are we getting those products or services uh, through the building, getting them out to out to the market. So I think that can be a challenge. And, and so having that right mix of talent on, on your team's uh, very critical. Um, you know, having that diverse uh, diversity of thinking, diversity of skills uh, are critical to building a winning culture within the accelerator. So definitely take yeah, those yeah. things into consideration, um, you know, and, and that'll uh, really help uh, get things to market. So, so what, what are, are the characteristics of an entrepreneur? Uh, the characteristics of an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur? But let's start with it in a corporate setting. In a corporate setting, I, I think some of the characteristics that uh, make people successful, uh, they're curious, you know, they're um, uh, what differentiates them maybe from somebody who's uh, uh, just doing product management uh, on a on an inline um, continuing to work through that is there's a, there's a bit of curiosity that they're uh, solving uh, solving a problem that's yet to be solved. Right. So uh, they're curious about that and they're they're um, they're wanting to uh, uh, explore different uh, possibilities to solve that problem. Um, uh, and, and so uh, I know it's uh, it's a bit of a misnomer, you know, somebody who's who's been out and launched companies and whatnot. And then how, how does that jive with within corporate culture? So uh, I know. Uh, you know, just the nature of an entrepreneur is they are, um, uh, you know, just how they get things done might be unorthodox, right? Uh, yeah. They don't typically 
they don't like to follow specific rules. They go around obstacles. You know, it's uh, uh, everything that uh, corporate uh, may not be, you know, where you may have a, a more rigorous structure within your corporate uh, uh, enterprise. Uh, the entrepreneur is very much focused on different ways of solving problems and uh, the structure sometimes don't al doesn't always align. Yeah. yeah. Challenging. So, so if it's hard, hard to, to find these people, people how, how do you, do you motivate and incentivize them to work as entrepreneur in corporate? Yeah, I think the, uh, the incentivization is, you know, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Uh, you know, as you set up your structure, um, you know, much consideration be taking, should be taken into incentivizing, uh, you know, uh, the group because uh, this will typically go against any corporate uh, policy, you know. Uh, so the earlier you get your compensation group uh, involved in those discussions, the better off you'll be. Uh, you know, in order to uh, uh, successfully launch a product or service, you know, think about what we're asking that team to do. Uh, we're asking them to, uh, uh, you know, take something from beginning to end. Uh, and then once it launches, once that start, you know, if it's a, if it's a, um, you know, if you're actually launching a startup company out of your accelerator, uh, well, that startup company could, you know, take off like a rocket, right? And, uh, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're making a corporate salary. Uh, so it's, you know, you, you want to motivate them in such a way that says, hey, if, if, if the business wins, you know, do I win, right? Is there right. some sort of reciprocal, uh, you know, agreement? there that uh, both both should uh, benefit from the success of the business, right? And I think oftentimes uh, it's probably more one-sided. So I think uh, looking at how those incentives work as as these businesses are reaching their goals, you know, uh, early startup all the way all the way through to uh, launching the business. Uh, culture is very important. Um, you know, uh, I think it's it's good for the team to get out and uh, uh, interact with the local startup community as well. I think for those that are in a corporate accelerator that haven't uh, launched businesses themselves, getting out and, and uh, uh, you know spending time with those who are bootstrapping their own business and and uh, yeah. uh, you know corporate. You, I, I I often say that uh, you know corporate. Uh, accelerator um, teams, they may not have to worry about if they're going to lose their house next month, right? right? They're all in, right? They haven't put their life savings on something and said, well, if it doesn't work, I'm, you know, that's it. I've lost my house. I've lost everything. So yeah. how do you, how, how do you make sure that they still have that sense of urgency that I still need to deliver something here, even though I'm getting, uh, you know, a, a monthly paycheck, right? Um, but also with that, you know, if something fails, you know, uh, which it should, you know, uh, most ideas may not make it through, uh, you know, you're also, you're, they're still getting a paycheck, right? So there's, right. It, it works both ways, you know, it's just because something fails, you're, you know, uh, depending on where you are, you may uh, uh, just move on to the next the next idea, right? So we, we have to incentivize the teams to be motivated to keep 
you know, keep going in that cycle for sure. Right, right. And and could you tell us about uh, an exceptional corporate startup use case that you you know, like what kind of a corporate startup that is a very good example that it really worked well? Uh, that really worked well. Um, when I think of uh, some that... Uh, that I've read about and, and, you know, maybe know some peers, you know, uh, there's probably been, um, like Whirlpool had a very, you know, uh, successful, um, accelerator and getting new products out to market. Uh, I think any accelerator that, uh, it depends on, you know, uh, your definition of success as well. Uh, mm -hmm. you can have a very successful accelerator, uh, but it was shut down due to, um, you know, uh, where the company is financially, uh, you know, it, it could have been getting um, a lot of products out in the market, but it also depends on how close are you to the core, right? So I think right up front, when a, a company sets up an accelerator, they need to be very clear on the scope, you know, are they, are they trying to innovate and, and launch businesses or products or services that are close to their core or you know how adjacent should it be or further away from the core so they're saying hey we're going to want incremental growth here because maybe we're seeing a decline in our core right so right. Uh, depending on what that looks like um, but uh, you know when the um, uh, when a company starts an accelerator they should have in mind uh, what's what's the runway, you know, before they start seeing the benefits from that accelerator? If, yeah, yeah. if a company thinks, hey, we're going to get this stood up and within within uh, one or two years, we're going to see, you know, strong benefits from this. Things are going to be growing and so forth. I think they need to recalibrate and think, you know, hey, you know, we're starting from scratch. It takes time to build the team, build the culture, uh, really start to put things in place for uh, operationally, and structurally. So uh, that, that does take some time to work through. Um, and before uh, everyone's hitting on all cylinders and getting the product out the door, uh, you know, testing and learning and failing, failing fast and, and going through that iterative cycle is really important for, uh, for an accelerator. Yeah. yeah. So what so are what the are challenges that innovation, innovation leaders are facing these days? Um, well, I think it's always uh, challenges is market. You know, obviously the uh, consumer uh, consumer habits are changing uh, rapidly, uh, especially in uh, today. Uh, very quickly, people are changing their uh, uh, their lifestyles have been upended. So, I think it's actually a, a really good time uh, for corporate innovation. I think. Uh, uh, companies have a, an opportunity to, uh, you know, this is all based on, you know, my uh, previous experience and and uh, lessons learned over the years is, uh, you know, companies have a, uh, in, in times like these, uh, innovations needed to think differently about what we're actually going to market with, right, or starting something new. Um, the changes in consumer habits have an, you know, we have an opportunity to actually get after those uh, those changes very quickly, um, and an accelerator can can pressure test those ideas very quickly. They can put prototypes together. They can see what's working, what's not working with the consumer, and uh, and get to market very quickly with something where um, 
you know, uh, that may not be the case if something's going through a regular regular development cycle that could take, you know, a year, year and a half to get something into the market. Yeah, and especially now, so many open opportunities, new opportunities out there yeah. with so many things changing. So it really makes sense to do it. Yeah. So what is the most surprising thing you learned about innovation after so many years of experience? Uh, well, innovation comes in a lot of different forms. Uh, I think a lot of people think, uh, you know, innovation uh, loosely defined might be something that's uh, hey, it's something around AI or, you know, hey, you know, it's, it's more intangible, but, you know, it could, it could be as simple as, you know, uh, adjusting where, you know, where, where a zipper might be, you know, on a garment. I mean, just very, you know, innovation can be a lot of different things, but I think, uh, uh, you know, for me, you know, in the world of innovation, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on to, delivering new capabilities uh, so that, um, you know, we can bring new products to market. But, uh, you know, that there's there's innovation throughout the company. You know, when you look at any company uh, and you pigeonhole it and say, we're going to have a we're just going to have an office of innovation. Uh, what what are you telling the rest of the employees that they don't that they don't innovate? Uh, you know, think about you know, an innovation culture brings everybody into it, right? And a company can be really successful by saying innovation is core to who we are and what we do. And, you know, whether you're in purchasing, whether you're in finance or HR, you know, everybody in the company can innovate. They can bring new ideas about how they're doing their specific roles. So when I look at innovation, it's not just the, you know, the office down the hall, where people are tinkering on something and, and bringing new products to market, innovations happening throughout uh, throughout the company, and uh, you know new ways to you know uh, leverage enterprise capabilities and new tools within uh, within the company. I mean, all those things can be looked at as very innovative and help you know uh, the the end game. If the end game is speed to market and being more responsive to the consumer, everybody can play a role in that. Yeah, although when we're thinking about innovation, we're thinking about the R&D, we're thinking about engineers or designers, we're not thinking about finance or even marketing sometimes. That's right, that's right. Um, and it's like narrowing what, what innovation is really is. And, and when I talk to people, most people are not thinking about innovation in the context of the, the less like not in, inside of the core of what the company is doing, although processes can be innovative as, as, as much as products. Right. Um, and, and I think it's related to, to culture. Culture is so hard to really change and work on. It's easier to change a product than to change a whole culture um, of, a, or of a corporate, a big, big company. Yes. So, so what, what do you think are the tools, you know, to really change the culture and not only these people are doing the specific core product services? Well, I think it starts at the top, right? So leaders set the tone for what that can look like. And I think it's really important uh, as leaders in the company uh, that uh, they're making it a priority to let people know that it's important that everyone has a voice, everyone's ideas matter. Um, uh, whether, 
you know, back in the day, it may have been a suggestion box at the end of the hall where you can put your note mm-hmm. in and, uh, you know, this is an idea I had that I think, you know, we can make something better. Today, we have many more tools to do that. You know, for, uh, you know, a lot of uh, companies rely on uh, some of these um, uh, innovation uh, suggestion boxes, if you will, that uh, you can uh, uh put in, you know, put in an idea and then the whole company can plus it up, right? So everyone says, hey, you know, what if we did this? Or what, you know, all of a sudden it, it starts to come together because you have many voices coming to the table where before, you know, it ended up in on somebody's desk and they said, oh, do I think this is a good idea? Yes or no. Uh, now, you know, you can um, plus it up. You can say, hey, you know, I'm going to vote that up because I think that's important. And you know, if so many people get behind it and they offer suggestions, I think that's a great way for for companies to really bring those ideas forward and move things move things along. Uh, yeah. Versus what you know, maybe how we relied on things in the past. But there's there's a lot of tools out there. I think uh, uh, companies should not uh, if if they're uncomfortable a little bit with how that innovation piece works within their company. You know, there's no shame in bringing in some really good consultants. You know, I've worked with a lot of good consultants that really help focus. Uh, they they provide some discipline and rigor around the process. And for those who may not be as familiar with, you know, uh, the process around innovation and, and really how to how to go about mining some of those ideas out of the company, uh, you know, I think it behooves them to uh, find a good consultant that will help them uh, bring those great ideas to the table. Yeah. And so what we talked about right now is like using more of your resources, like your human resources and growing from within. And you can do it like from the outside. You can gather more insights from your suppliers, from your uh, clients, from maybe academy in some cases, like taking right. it all in too. And yes. it's, it's another very good uh, way of getting insights and understanding what could be, not only what we are doing right now. That's true. That's true. And I, I think oftentimes we don't rely on our vendors to uh, bring some of those innovations forward. Um, but I know a lot of them do. Uh, you know, um, a lot of them want to win uh, their customers over by saying, hey, we've we've innovated in, in, in your industry, in your space. And and here's what we can do for you. Uh, I, I'd like to see more of those companies come to the table and say, hey, I've got, you know, I've got some ideas, you know, and, uh, you know, those are those are, you know, find the right people within the company that uh, can be influenced in that way and and make those pitches. And then even if you're currently working with companies, uh, you know, where you're offering services to them, you know, what is it that you can do them that's going to take them further? Do you understand their strategies of where they're going? That you can say, hey, here's how we can help you get there. Uh, being more proactive in the space, I think, is always uh, uh, yeah. a benefit for both, really. Yeah, of course. I think that in general, doing innovation needs needs proactiveness and curiosity. And you need to be a doer. It's not enough to have strategy or to think about things. You need to really move things. And, and really go to go outside and do things. And it's not enough to just think about it. Right. Exactly. And, and like, what is like your tip that you would give to innovation leaders? Like number one tip that you would grade 
to them? Well, I think since, you know, in the context of corporate accelerators, uh, you know, uh, as I mentioned, leaders set the tone. So, you know, is that leader advocating for the team? You know, are they out there working with the accelerator board on, uh, you know, acquiring funding for the team and, and, and moving the team forward? Are they very thoughtful about the structure? and who's on the team and, and how they're performing. Are they setting good perform, key performance indicators all the way through? Um, you know, do they have a really good governance in place to make sure that there's controlled chaos within the, uh, within the accelerator? Mm -hmm. uh, so all those things, I mean, the leader's, the leader's role within an accelerator is a very difficult one because uh, they, they have to interface with uh, their leadership continually, you know, convince them that, you know, uh, this is a worthwhile venture, right? And that they're delivering something. Uh, but also they need to uh, uh, be seen as one who can roll up their sleeves and get in there and solve problems with the teams that they lead. Uh, I think yeah, that's yeah. a really important attribute of leaders <laughs> within uh, corporate because if you were to go, you know, any uh, entrepreneurs who are starting their own company, they wear all those hats. You know, they're, they have to be the leader. They have to cast the vision. They have to really look at, you know, how am I bringing people together? You know, I'm going out and I'm talking to potential investors, you know, so they're playing all those roles. Well, that's that's the same role as your innovate, your accelerator leader. They're they're kind of playing that entrepreneur who's starting up their own company. Now they've got all these little companies. But uh, but I'd also say uh, to be effective, you have to really um, uh, know when to kill the ideas that need to be shut down, uh, you know, uh, kill them, you know, uh, and, and make sure they don't come back to life down the road. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we used to call those zombies. There's a lot of zombies walking around. It's hard to kill a zombie twice, right? You know that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, killing them early and often is really important uh, if they're not meeting the consumer expectation in those, er you know, getting those early indicators is, does somebody want this? If, you know, if you're not achieving those uh, KPIs early on, it may be that you move on to a, a, an idea that may have better potential, right? Yeah. So uh, having a lot of good ideas in the pipeline to move on to is really important. Um, yeah. So having, having a good structure in place to do that is, uh, is suggested, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And you, you mentioned KPIs. It's really hard to measure how do you really progress because usually corporate is so used to KPIs, which is related to their core, something that they're get very good at for 10, 15 years, 20 years. And now how can you measure something which is so young compared to that? Well, I, there, uh, there's been probably a lot of books written about that, but uh, you know, it is possible. I think depending on what it is that you're starting up, you know, depending on what type of, business or product or service that you're launching, everything has a measurable, because if you can't measure it, then how, how are you improving it? How are you moving it forward, right? So uh, everything can be measured. You know, one of the things that uh, I was really big on is uh, how are we measuring our burn rate within the accelerator, right? So if, if you don't know what money you're spending, you're just, you're given some seed money to go explore some ideas and so forth. If you don't know uh, you know, um, 
what your burn rate is and if no one's tracking it, uh, it can be disproportional. There may be a, a really good idea that's not burning a whole lot of, of cash in the accelerator and then there could be something that uh, is not getting the results you want, but they're burning a lot of cash, right? So how do you how, how do you make sure that, that, I mean, that's just one indicator of, you know, are we, here's what you've been given, where are you to, uh, you know, that goal? Yeah. Uh, but, but also, you know, if it's, uh, if it's an app, you know, how many downloads, how many eyeballs are actually looking at, uh, looking at your product? I mean, there's, I think that there's some fundamental things that uh, can be measured to show, are we successful in this portion, this stage of that early stage startup? And as you progress and you start to gain more um, uh, acceptance in the market, you know, more consumers are actually paying attention, uh, then you can start measuring some different things. It shouldn't be consistent all the way through. I think it's going to change depending on what cycle or what phase you are, you're in. Yeah, I, I think that the gap between what you're currently measuring in your core and what you're measuring in, in the accelerator is really the tension. Because if it was a startup, yeah, startups could measure their progress and see if their product market fit in the right direction. Yeah. But but you need to convince the C-level that it's the you need to persuade them, right? And the KPIs should talk and you you, you look at them in parallel to other KPIs in the company. That's right. Okay. They're not going to, they may not align. And I think that's yeah. uh, part of that is educating your CFO. Uh, this is a little bit different, you know, and they need to be kind of all in on that. You know, it is, uh, think about it. They spend most of their days running the big business and then they come in and you're talking to them about, you know, we need $500. We need $1,000. Not like I need 5 million, right? So, you know, what does that look like for that CFO or that, that president who's coming in and they're getting an update from from your your board you know your team or whatever it's like uh, you got to recalibrate sometimes right yeah another thing that you mentioned is the the story how do you really pitch your ideas within the company and outside and uh, which is something that if you're an entrepreneur and you start a startup you need to know it but if yeah. you work within a company you're less used to to this kind of communication because you have a manager and the manager of the manager and it's not the same as as someone who is like i'm on my own i'm doing my stuff it's true that's true yeah. you know it's uh it's really hard uh for somebody you know uh, uh attracting entrepreneurs into the corporation uh can be difficult you know by nature they're entrepreneurs because they're they're, 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 they start things, they, they figure out how to get around obstacles. And there's a lot of obstacles in corporate, you know, corporations, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so th by nature, you know, uh, I think it, it is like the, the wild animals in the zoo. Uh, bringing a wild animal into the zoo can be a little, they're, they're, not, uh, they're not accustomed to that, right? They're not yeah. accustomed to having bars and so forth. Uh, uh, it's the same same way with entrepreneurs. I mean, successful entrepreneurs. In order to really attract them, how do you, you know? How do you make it uh, a culture that is friendly to entrepreneurs and uh, gives them the, the runway to and the freedom to do some things a little bit differently than what you would typically do uh, within the within the company, right? Yeah, so that, the that's a challenge. The structure, you know, needs to be thought through for sure. Yeah, we, we talked about it the last time we talked and, and I mentioned that it reminds me of uh, the movie Ford uh, against Ferrari. Yeah. 
which is exactly about, about that. So I think that you see the clash between what is a corporate, a big Ford corporate, and this small, very insightful, smart, uh, sharp person, lots of charisma, and he's very into it, and he just goes there, and it's, it's a bit of a shock to, to see these two meeting. Although most people, when they go, they just enjoy the cars. I, I just see this part when I see the movie. <laughs> So what would be like the, the overall with the main takeaways and building a winning corporate uh, start, startup accelerator? Yeah, I, I think some of the key, key things, key takeaways are, you know, hire passionate people who are curious about everything, right? You know, have, have the right team, you know, have the right people in the boat, you know, and rowing in the, in the same direction. Uh, have a good structure in place, you know, develop a, a culture, Uh, hungry for innovation and, um, you know, willing to get out of the building and, and solve their problems. Uh, you know, I think that's uh, really key is, is not, uh, you know, everything can't be solved within your office. You know, you got to get out and you got to talk to your customers and, and uh, don't be afraid to take a, a prototype out and show it to them, even if it doesn't work. You know, I, you know, it's like, hey, imagine if this did work, you know, would you be interested? So, for, you know, those types of things really help uh, build that winning culture of how are we, you know, getting going to be successful in this endeavor and then experiment regularly, you know, test and learn and, and kill things early and often and, and be willing to uh, say, Hey, this failed, but here's why. And we learn from it and then we move on and we do better the next time. Uh, I think oftentimes you don't have too many swings at the bat Uh, in a cor corporate culture you know you got to get it right and then you got to move on because your your deadlines are, are looming you you know you're gonna miss that quarter to launch or whatever uh, with innovation it should be a little bit different you should have a little bit of runway to test a lot of things some things may hit some things may not but you've got a lot in the pipeline to try out and you're constantly experimenting uh, I've seen yeah. I, I've seen over the years that that's that's a winning strategy those who you are constantly trying new and different things. And yes, you may have to pivot. You may have to move off of what you originally thought. You may have a hypothesis of why this is going to be successful. But in the course of testing, you find, oh, it may be over here. Maybe it was a completely different consumer. So you're able to move uh, very quickly. You haven't put a lot of time, energy, and expense into building something that you haven't got any input on. Yeah, I think that the testing and validating and failing yes. is so different in that context because failing within a corporate is, is sometimes much, much different than failing within an accelerator or in a small initiative, which is growing. Yep. Uh, and, and I think that in general, if you want to innovate, even not in the context of, of an accelerator, you need to know that failing sometimes gets you to a better place within the company and, and it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them and and you grow from them that's right that's right yeah I, th I think it's it's a very good thing to know when we're dealing with uh, doing new things because innovating is new and when you do new things you probably will make mistakes sure and, sure. and you need to get uh, used to that yeah Okay, I want I want to thank you for your time. It's been such a pleasure talking to you and I want to ask you if if people would like to hear more from you or contact you, where would be a good place to find you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, uh, LinkedIn Dave Reynolds. Um, 
so that's probably the best. Uh, best yeah, this, this is how I contact you and I'm so happy that I did. So I want to thank you for your time. It's been such a pleasure and insightful talk. So thank you, Dave. Well, thank you for having me, Addy, and I uh, hope it was uh, insightful for your audience. Yeah, it was very interesting. And to all of you changemakers out there, thank you for joining me. I'll, I'll see you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. I'm Adima Zorkario, and you've been listening to the Invincible Innovation Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, invincibleinnovation.com, where you can learn more about our programs and my book, Innovating Through Chaos. I'll be waiting for you next week in our next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.